if these people who are worshiping Satan, doing witchcraft, doing whatever, they, you know, in Masons and, they, and they're set up in a rank type structure and they, believe, and they believe that these angels and these demons have this type of authority and this rank, then who do you think are telling them these things? Whether it's the truth or a lie, it's demons that are actually feeding them this information. So in my mind, we can circle back and say that, yeah, the, Satan does operate in a rank structure. You're listening to the Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast, Season 8, Road to Revelation. We're here to help you crave a healthier spiritual diet by teaching you to ask the right questions, seek the right answers in the right place, God's Word, and break free of the junk food the world wants to shove down your throat. We live in a broken world. We can fall down in despair or rise up for our wedding day. This season, we're looking at what it really means to be the bride of Christ in the end times and the many things we can learn from the book of Revelation that will guide us today, tomorrow, and to the end of time. Join us and fellow listeners from 47 states and 66 countries as we marinate on the Word of God, clear the junk from our pantries, and feast on real, everlasting food. Support the show by sharing this episode with two friends that need a godly snack and becoming a partner at patreon.com slash thepantrypodcast for as low as $5 a month. And now let's dig into the meal. I'm super excited. I know that's that's my that's like two two see uh, two he years can't. of this. I he just can't, can't say nothing else, y'all. It's just what it is. But man, I am so blessed that you guys are even watching, that you're listening. Yes. Um, man, we just added another country, Nigeria. Yes. Man, how awesome is this? I, that's my favorite. I, I say it every all, every week almost. But the, my favorite demographic is watching the countries just pop up on the map. I don't care yeah. how many one two whatever. No, it but just it's like, means it's just neat. It's just it's just showing what God can do because you know we we aren't throwing tons of dollars at this. So if if you know anyone who can benefit from the word done through the pantry, yeah, share, us share us on. Share, share us, us on. on. So tonight we're going to be talking about the devil's ranks. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all know we have victory. So we are going to humbly discuss because none of us are demonologists, but we all have our own, we've set up camp in our own little research pods, you know, about this topic time and time again. Um, so we're going to welcome a really good friend yes. onto the show yes. today. His name is Rico Lane. And he serves in the U.S. Air Force, but we know him because he produces and co-hosts The Cross, which stands for Christian Reactions on Sociable Saints, and owns the social media ministry known as Blessedimony. And his testimony, his occupation, as well as the, all of the devoted research, this guy will research every topic, yo, like his his testimony is powerful because he has not been in the faith that long, just like us. Right. But his devotion to researching the topic has just really bloomed him out in the faith. And so we always have amazing conversations. Yes. He's a great friend and we are excited to have you. So welcome, Rico. Yeah. And, I, and you know, I, I brought him on because he's Space Force. <laughs> You're such nobody. Yeah, I knew it as soon as I got in. We gonna go there. So he's yes, gonna. He's yes, gonna. I'm, I mean, I'm actually Air Force, not Space Force. But uh, <laughs> but just so everybody know, we talking about rank and and all that kind of. So just know that the Air Force is the best branch. Uh, we we'll get we'll go ahead and get that out there right now. Uh, any, look, anytime a soldier is. Uh, about to be defeated or on the ground or uh, pants somewhere, they are grateful when they hear those aircraft come in and say <laughs> their butts. So I'll just I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of times when the A-10s came flying in. <laughs> it was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for the Air yeah. Force. And I, hey, look, I'll never say that 
they're the best. That they're, they're not the best. <laughs> I'll just say that I was jealous. When I joined, I was just, uh, security forces, and that's like the closest thing we can get to infantry in the Air Force. Right. And I was definitely jealous of everybody else in uh, in the Air Force, <laughs> where they were off on holidays and they got to relax, and we're making the same amount of money. And so then, when I have an army guy mad at me, I like, hey, don't get mad at me because I'm making the same amount as you, and life is a little bit easier. <laughs> you might have just discredited yourself by saying that you were a policeman that went to work for some. Air, air space something or another <laughs> so now you'll be like please in space no <laughs> yeah. well, just kidding hey. just kidding well, but hey. as far as the bible goes brother man it's awesome to have you on it's yeah. awesome to have yeah. you on oh, even, you. even your honor. occupation uh, so yeah yeah so I, how are we gonna start this thing <laughs> i know right I, I got so um, much i so think we all do i think that i think that one of the things why does this fit in i think this is always good like why does this fit in to the season road to revelation and we already said, I think in the very first episode of the season, that this is our, all of our titles are a play on words. And so road to revelation, it's twofold. It's one, it's like we're on the road to the actual happenings of revelation. And so understanding and finding out what you can glean from that is imperative. But also we're all on a road to a di- like further revelation in what is already established. This isn't like prophetic. You're coming at stuff all kinds of new and it's all different. But this is you better understanding, coming like opening the word of God and coming to new revelations. And I think that one of the areas that people, it might not even be that polarizing, but yeah. you know, I've heard strong opinions on whether or not to even bother mentioning the devil in church. Like he doesn't even deserve us place or a mention versus other people who dive into demonology and angelology before they will even learn what the gospel really means. And so there's there's polarizing sides. And so we want people to understand since Revelation is one of the places where it's clearly like you see the literal angels and demons in play mm-hmm. and uh, and you get to find out where they all are. I think it's important to see where they all are right now and and give credit and acknowledgement where it's due and what they're capable of. But then also be like, but don't build them up like they're equal and opposite to the Lord. They're definitely not equal. Um, And what does it mean? So, so what, what, you said you did a lot of research, Rico. Yeah, I did. So like, what is the thing that stuck out the most? Where was the spirit really keeping you in all this? And we can maybe start there. Well, one thing that stuck out the most, especially with what you're talking about, it being polarizing, uh, like some people like just go deep into it and and then other people just kind of like, we shouldn't even mention them. One thing that stuck out to me is that the lack of, of of demonology, if you will, in the Bible. I think a lot right. of stuff that we know about it came from these Hollywood or outside sources and that kind of stuff. And so as I'm searching through the Bible, I mean, there, the devil is mentioned, principalities are mentioned, and there's different things going on. But far as a lot of stuff, like for I give you an example, especially down in the South where I'm from, <laughs> everything is a spirit. And I, I, I always be like, where, where are they getting all these spirits? That's a Jezebel spirit. And that's the spirit of gluttony. Right. And that's the spirit of this guy and the spirit of that guy. And the thing about it is none of that is in the Bible, right? Right. Like, well, Jezebel was a person in the Bible, right? Yeah. But we, we, so that's what kind of stuck out the most to me, which is why I did so much studying was because, yeah. okay, well, let me, let me see what people are saying or thinking. And then let me see what the Bible is actually saying. And um, so that, I think that's probably the biggest thing that kind of stuck out to me. Um, but another thing that kind of stuck out to me was uh, how, and and this is weird too, but how uh, in Hollywood, whatever, we display angels 
with the wings and all pretty in the halo. But when you actually read the descriptions of some of these angels in the Bible, <laughs> they probably look like something. Like, no wonder why people, like, bow down and terrified when they see these <laughs> these uh, angels. Because, like, when you actually... It's like sometimes when you're reading the Bible, you'll kind of gloss over something. Mm-hmm. But when you're studying for a specific thing, like, man, how come that never... Like, these angels look pretty weird, right? Right, and so right. So that, that's another thing that stuck out. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that uh, some... Like, when people look at this... Uh, I, I like to look at the Bible and the descriptions in the Bible, you know, and of course I'm, I'm going to jump to Ephesians six twelve somewhere in here because I, I think it's really important to unpack. But what I, what I like to see when we unpack something like this is not necessarily my warrior stance, mm-hmm. but my stance in, in like we were talking about this the other night and I love to engage. Right. I love to engage. I, I, man, I mean, I was trained to engage, but, but God is teaching me to disengage. Because this is is not my battle, like in this flesh and blood. My battle is to sit in the in, in the spirit, right? And okay, here I am. I'm not from the south. I'm not talking that kind of spirit, y'all. I ain't sitting in no Jezebel spirit, being wicked. No, <laughs> did I say that right? Because I, I don't even use those things, man. But but I'm just what I'm saying is, we need to know where the battle has been won. So we need to be drawn back to the source. And I think that it's important sometimes when we get into these things. And when we start talking about rank, I think it's really important because we on the other side of that can't live in the spirit all the time. We do live in the world. And there are things that we have to be aware of. You know, how do I discern anything if I'm not like putting puzzle pieces together somewhat, you know what I'm saying? Not getting so caught up. I forget the word God and forget to do whatever, but and go down rabbit holes and get lost. But I'm saying I got to put some pieces together in this puzzle so that I can discern things in a way that is led by the spirit. Yeah. You know, I came to Christ. (laughs) It's funny. So the Lord used a lady Gaga to bring me to Christ. The way he did that, Judas came out Mm. and very, even back then when I didn't even know or understand Jesus's role in salvation, I looked at that and I was like, that's dark. Mm. The Judas music video was dark. There were upside down crosses and like everything seemed inverted, like weird demonic nuns. I was very, like very sexual for something where everyone's dressed like nuns. I was very like disturbed. I knew Judas was someone in the Bible and I was like, I don't understand. So I went online and I looked up what it meant and it took me down a rabbit hole right. into the occult where I learned so much about the symbology and stuff. And so I think that what you just said brings a great point in that we stick to the word and we learn a lot. And then like Rico said, there's not a lot about demons or angels and what's there doesn't really necessarily break down tons of stuff. But when we are in the world, especially in these times where the demonic is rammed down mainstream throats, even if you're not plugged into TV or movies like that anymore, If you have children, they very well might be. If you go to a church, there might be people around you that are experiencing these things. And so in some way, most of us are going to be exposed in some way to things that we know and can easily discern are clearly demonic. But the other thing that we're going to encounter are things that are like five levels removed from that obviously demonic thing. But are still influenced by that thing. And so it's so important for us when something does come, we don't have to seek it out, but when it does come, have some discernment and the ability to piece some puzzles together. But um, you guys are both military men and you've dealt with rank for 
most of your adult lives. 30 plus years. Um, Too long. And and so, so I, so what do you, what kind of parallels in the word did both of you, because I'm going to interview y'all for a second, both, (laughs) but like what kind of parallels did y'all see within like the ranks that God has ordained, suggestions of how the demonic operates, and then how y'all operate and are trained to operate and how your enemies operate? I'll give Rico the mic first. (laughs) 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 All right, so, well, first, Kind of going back to where we talked about the extremes where people just don't want to mention Satan. One of the things in the military, you got to know, um, you got to know your enemy, you know. Uh, and that that was probably the hardest thing about the Iraqi war, at least for me. Is, uh, well, not just for me, but just the stri- military yeah. strategists, if you will. And the Iraqi war is like we didn't have like a, another military that we were fighting and that we knew. So it was hard to identify. So a little old lady could be have a bomb strapped to her or a kid right. or a dead animal on the side. And so you're very vulnerable when you don't really know your enemy. And Satan, in my mind, showing the parallels, he don't want us to really know he exists. Or if he if he does exist, he wants us to think of a wrong way of him. I remember um, seeing a commercial or something for that uh, Netflix show, uh, Lucifer. And I was telling my wife, I was like, there's no way I'm watching that show because I already know what they're going to do in that show. They're going to try to make Lucifer look like he's the victim and God did him wrong. And, and you know, and sure enough, from my understanding, because I haven't watched it, but I've seen like some clips or whatever. He's yeah. like, my dad, I don't know why my dad won't forgive me. And I don't know why my, like, and so right. Right. Like, I think a lot of times Satan want to paint this false image of himself so you don't actually know him and so that's one thing we um one of the parallels from the military is that we, we we're taught to learn our enemy and know our enemy um yeah. but before we go to a war our country or whatever we do like culture training and that kind of stuff right. mm-hmm. so there is a place for us to actually understand the devil and understand how he works um another thing too is um so I, I was trying to, like, find, like, actual ranks and stuff. But in the military, and Shay knows this, we call it, like, the chain of command, right? That's 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 right. a common term in the military. And all it basically is, like, this vertical line of who's in charge or whatever. And then another thing, too, is, like, authority and power. And so the higher your rank, the more authority and power you have. Now, you can delegate some of that down. Now, you bring this over to the spiritual world. You know, obviously God is God and he is the top of the chain of command. But when when Satan had to go at Job, he had that was delegated down. God had to allow him. And so we see in the Bible that demons can only do what God allows for one. Um, Now, two, uh, the Bible talks about how God put people in authority and king and kings and that kind of stuff like that. And so we'll see, uh, you you know, Satan try to mimic God. So often people who are used by Satan, maybe matter of fact, if you think about it, most of the time Satan interfere with us what is he what, what is he using he's using people and right. then he's using people typically who have some type of influence over you some type of power over you um, and so before we and I'm sure we're going to get there before we get into all like these demons have this rank and these demons have that rank if you just look at how we operate as humans we're either serving God or we're serving Satan and so if and most of the time, like, I firmly believe that the beast and the dragon, they're going to use some type of political, military right. type of thing to to rule the world. We do see uh, some of the stuff we deal with in the military compared to uh, what, what Satan do. And all that was the thing, the knowing your enemy. Um, and right. so I, I'll touch on some more stuff, but I'll give yeah. Shay a chance to kind of speak. No, I, I think that, that that sums up a lot of it because, you know, when you look at Somalia and you look at what we did in Somalia or actually what we didn't do in Somalia, 
Somalia. Um, so when I look at this, I'm like, okay, so if anyone doesn't know Somalia, it's we went in the middle of the daytime to extract uh, uh, an enemy. And that was something that's just not normal. You don't go middle of the daytime to extract anybody. And, and, and that was very vocally put out there. Let's not do it this way. But then like you drive in in the middle of the day and then even the people who don't even have anything to do with this guy all of a sudden start opening their shutters to their houses and start firing AK-47s at you. That's how I always see the enemy. So you transpose this part. First of all, we got puffed up. We got we got prideful. We got brave. You know, we just came out of Desert Storm. We're like, we can do anything. We can do anyone. And and. And, and I think that when we get so boastful, we start forgetting the word of God or we start focusing on something so hard. Like we're, we're, we're all we're all powerful. Look, we're all powerful. And we take that power away from God. Well, we didn't go unprepared. And I think preparing yourself, preparing, you know, for this battle. Um, and when I say that, it's not that I'm preparing myself. God's preparing me. God is building me yeah. up. God is putting me in my armor. Um, you know, we're going to get into this right now. I think this is the point to get into this right now, because, yes, the Bible doesn't label these. Um, well, actually, it does. It, it really does. Um, when you get to Ephesians six twelve. Mm-hmm. This is like one of my favorite verses when it comes to looking at structure. I use this verse. And, and when I came across this verse as a military guy, I was like, oh, snap. This brother has like people like they've infiltrated. They're they're in they're in the world mm-hmm. like they're, they're, there's a structure here. Mm-hmm. Bible might not lay this out, but but there watch this. That dude that got possessed. And Jesus went over there and, and ripped this guy. This dude could break chains and could do all kinds of things. And Jesus pulled that demon out. That dude knew who that demon was. Mm-hmm. That dude was a witness to the power of that demon. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he was blind. Because when you see the thankfulness and the desire to be with Jesus, he knew something. So yeah. as we go, this demons might not be talking to me because I don't want to hear you. <laughs> I want to hear the word of God. Right. But let me tell you something. There are people who are listening to demons. And, and you really get to hear this in Ephesians six twelve, where it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I just said it. You're not fighting flesh and blood, but you're fighting. Hold on. How many was that against the principalities? One against the powers Two against the rulers of darkness age three against the spiritual hosts of weakness in the head. That's five. That's at least five levels of structure. Mm-hmm. That's at least five levels of structure. And watch this against spiritual hosts of weakness in the heavenly places. The heavenly places are running the other four. Did I say five or four? Yeah. Anyways. Said five. Yeah. The other four. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So there is a structure. Yeah. Um, there is some, there isn't, because let me tell you something. For God to get to heaven, a new heaven and a new earth, he has to have wrecking balls on earth. <laughs> he has to. Yeah. It has to lead to a certain point, And these people have to be in this mission yeah. to lead this. Um, we have to get to the Antichrist, you know, road to revelation. We have to get there. It, it, I, I don't care if you're pre, mid, post, whatever. We got to get to tribulation. Or, or, or as they would think, we got to tribulation. <laughs> however that works. You know, however that works. I'm just saying. But there is a structure. Yeah. yeah, and we have to understand that structure. I, I, I agree with you. There, there's definitely a structure. What I mean by it wasn't in the Bible was like, like for example, and I'm, I'm not sure we're going to get to it or, or not, but in uh, sources outside of the Bible, they'll say, "Well, this right. so, such and such right, demon right. is right. Satan's right hand man," and the next one is the whoever and that kind of stuff. But if you, but if you look back um, at Ephesians five, just go right before mm. we st- before we start talking about the principalities. 
in that particular passage, God is telling us about obeying our masters and obeying people who have right. authority over us, obeying people who are in our chain of command, if you will. And um, mm-hmm. look what um, God says. Look what the Bible says about uh people who are in charge of others. So like if I'm a general or if I if I'm in charge of whatever it says masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours mm-hmm. is in heaven and there's no partiality with him. And so it, it, again, we go back to that chain of command. We all gonna have to answer to the top dog, to the to the yeah, to God, absolutely. right? And so there's definitely a structure there and God lays it out right before that when it talks about uh what the relationship between kids and their parents, the relationship between um, husband and wives, the relationship right. between uh, us with our with our, our leaders or, or whatnot, and and if you don't think Satan is not mimicking that, <laughs> right. you know right, right, he, right. he's definitely mimicking what God does. Right. Yeah. Um, was that was that did we no have that it? that no you did <laughs> and you let in perfect. <laughs> But you led in perfect to like five different points. So I'm going to bring up two. So what you said about like people start puffing up themselves and thinking they've got this. Recently, what crossed my desk was Jude 1, 9. And it says, yet Michael, the archangel in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. So even Michael, the archangel didn't rebuke Satan from himself, but instead said, the Lord rebuke you. He left him to the Lord. And did you have something to say well, about just, that real just, quick? Just <clears throat> that right before 612, it's 611. It says, put on the full armor of God. Exactly. Right. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of evil. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the other thing, which goes into what Rico said, we didn't, he didn't know if we were going to go to, but I'm just going to go there. Cause yeah, I think, there. I think it's important for people. I don't like to always bring in external texts unless they clearly prove and speak for those who aren't speaking for themselves. Cause we'd never invite them on. Um, but first Luke six forty says a pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone after he has been fully trained will be like his teacher. Mm. Now we could, we could use that verse in a lot of different areas, but I think that like, it goes back to what Rico said about who you serve, right? right? If you want to serve the devil and you go down that route, like there's people who just want to serve themselves. And so they're serving the devil, but they, but they're just not even bothering with him. Right. They're, they're ser- playing into his hand. But then there's those who literally acknowledge him mm-hmm. and want to serve him right. and pursue, do crazy stuff to access him. And whether or not we want to say that's all fluff or not, it doesn't change the fact they believe it. And yeah. they do these things to access it. And um, and so it shows that like in the same way that we are to continuously pursue the Lord to become more like him, there are people in this rank structure. It's not just demons in the rank structure in the same way. It's not just angels in God's rank structure. Right. So you're absolutely right. Like the humans are used and um, there's a book. Um, the complete book of magic and witchcraft by Catherine Paulson. And in that book, there's, there's a few highlights, but this one, this one really tells exactly what Rico just said about how God is in ultimate control. And even people who practice witchcraft will often acknowledge that right Mm -hmm. now. Some just absolutely hate him, but read how they play that out. They acknowledge him, but read this. It says, it says that the hierarchy of demons occupies a more important place in both black and white magic rituals than that of God and angels. They yeah. acknowledge that God and angels have right. a place, but they say in both the bad, ma- like black magic and the white magic, which is no different, but white magic, yeah. in both, both is demons, right, yeah. demons hold a higher importance 
in that same book, it lists out demons and what they call them. There's ones that claim the title commander in chief, brigadier right. major, like, you know, all yeah. these things that we utilize in the world. Um, hey, Michelle, before again, you go there, can I, because I don't want to forget, but yeah, I just want to yeah, give biblical it. proof to what you said. And, our, yeah. and not ironically and not coincidentally, but <laughs> Shay was actually just teaching all this. And y'all, uh, was yes, it, was it your Tuesday or Monday Bible study? Yeah, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, yeah. The donkey. Yeah. Yes. Um, he was operating. He was basically doing witchcraft and he was doing stuff he had no business doing. Basically, right, right, right. right, right. He acknowledged the power of God. He was like, "Look, I told you I can't lie to you. Whatever God tells right. me, I gotta like I can't curse him. Right. I can't, you know." And so I, I, it's funny that you brought that up. That that even people who are operating for Satan acknowledge the power of God. Um, yes. And that should be a testament to Christians, you all who are out here listening. Right. When you're, um, if you're the type of Christian who don't really have a fear of the Lord and you're uh, continuously <laughs> sinning because you think grace is going to save you, even people who worship in the devil, even people who are being used by the evil one, right. they acknowledge the power of God. So I just wanted to, I wanted to yeah, make sure yeah, I brought that no. up before you that's move good. on. No, that's actually... Perfect, because it le- it reinforces the idea that these demons could technically teach a class. Oh come on! In Bible college. Oh my goodness! Okay? they probably are. <laughs> <laughs> I know, depending uh, where you go. I mean, but like, literally, <laughs> like they there. What's the verse? You you know the verse where it says like they know they know him. Yeah, they know him. Yeah, they know and him. And the difference there, it's like yeah, okay, James. how can you know God and still serve Satan? And, and we just last week we had a New Age episode that kind of gives us a taste of this. But these are the signs of the demonic, right? alternate origins and it's like okay well where's the bible proof for these signs of the mind they're all the opposite of god right so if there's an alternate origin evolution it was created by a guy that was surrounded by freemasons who all acknowledged god but also promoted atheism you can look that up they promoted atheism but they wouldn't allow atheists in their ranks because they thought atheists were the biggest fools but they promoted atheism because it furthered their agenda of making ignorant people so evolution tons of Freemasons that did not believe in evolution pushed evolution out into the mainstream okay so alternate origins are a sign of the demonic you've got the lies like you know redefining terms to to change the truth you've got the pursuit of power and self-sufficiency for us which is like what Satan tried to do to Jesus in the wilderness you've got the inversion of the natural which is going against God's sovereignty and his dominion there's the complacency to lie so if you know it's a lie but the devil can get you to play along with it even though you know it's a lie Mm. that's still demonic right that's that's you're being complicit in the mass formulation of lies in a, in a society. And then a message that mimics the goal of heaven minus the Lord. So like, you know, a one world order. Well, what's different between God's one world order where he rules everything and the other one? Well, the difference is one has Jesus and one doesn't. Right. And, that is, on. and so it. literally you can listen to people. <laughs> I am not going to call them out today. That's for another episode. But there's people out there who we can all as Christians get behind because they're shining flashlights on all the lies and they're letting all the censored people speak yet they themselves denounce Christ as the Messiah mm-hmm. but they want world peace they want all the bad guys to go away and right. I'm like that's literally ushering in the Antichrist well, right. so we have to be careful because the Antichrist is going to paint a false counterfeit peace and the final one I'm going to bring up the obsession with children because the Lord 
over and over shows children are a a reward and heritage from the Lord. They're very special to him. And he uses them as the example of how we are all to come to him as little children with the faith of children. And the perversion, focus, and attack on children is entirely demonic. And so when, when we look at all of this, the difference of how can they serve Satan when they acknowledge God, it comes down to this. Who is their Messiah? Is their Messiah Satan or self? Or is their Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ? Because if, they're, if their Messiah, if they have bought into that they can save themselves by works or, they, or, the, or Satan is the actual Messiah, they will serve the Lord, but they don't understand who that Lord actually is. No, that's good. Right. You, um, right. you said something. So when I was doing my uh, research and studies on the stuff that's outside of the Bible, I came across... Um, and I, I don't remember the lady or the YouTube channel, but I came across this YouTube channel that, well, I came across a lot of stuff. Let me just say that. <laughs> this oh, no, I mean, look, I you know, get on you that side of things, you hear a lot of stuff, yeah. But on this particular this particular channel, um, I think that she did a real good job of kind of summarizing all the other stuff I heard. If these people who are uh, worshiping Satan, doing witchcraft, doing whatever, they, you know, in Masons, and they and they're set up in a rank type structure, and they believe and they believe that these angels and these demons have this type of authority and this rank. Then who do you think are telling them these things? Whether it's right. the truth or a or lot, it's demons that are actually feeding them this information. Right. So in my mind, we can circle back and say that yeah, the, Satan does operate in a rank structure, and and one of the rank structures, uh, you you kind of talked about it when you were saying how um, he may, Satan may bring in evolution and and how to um, the uh, Masons. Uh, tried to promote evolution. They were promoting atheism. Well, one of the uh, demons, one of the, or, or not even demons, they, this lady was claiming these were the ranks of angels. So one of the mm-hmm. angels are called this virtue uh, sparks of light. And it says that it, uh, these angels job is to inspire us to study science but not evolution is what is what she said. And right. she said sometimes they manifest as musicians, artists, and even physicists. And they also imitate heavenly grace and are considered to be the source of all miracles. So one, we know who the source of all miracles are, but right. again, these angels are taking credit for it. But I want right. to, but in the sake of kind of going over the rank, because we know demons are nothing but angels who follow Satan. So we can, and uh, he took a third of the angels with him according to Revelation. Right. So, so um, if this list that these obviously non-believers believe are angels and if and then the Bible do speak on some angels so we can assume that some of the angels that went with Satan are similar to some of the angels that are still in heaven right she broke it down into three spears so the first spear of angels and these are like the highest level of angels is the seraphim Cher- the cherub or the cherubim which is like the plural version of it and then thrones when she was talking about the hierarchy of angels seraphim are supposedly higher and the cerebrum is the next level so uh, which kind if you think of again this is not biblical y'all so just right, take this right, stuff right, kind of right. with a grain of salt and I, I just want to put this out there while I'm thinking about it but we also know that Michael and Gabriel are considered archangels Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we know Satan is called a prince of the powers of the air, uh, but Michael, right. the archangel, angel, is uh, called uh, is described as a prince as well. So, so there's all these kind of different names that kind of describe these angels, um, and so 
Again, when people start naming angels, I don't know where this stuff is coming from, but the right, second right. sphere, just for, just for the sake of time, are dominions, virtues, and powers, and they got definitions of those. Right. And then the third sphere is principalities, archangels, and then your everyday angels, or they call them plain angels because they interact with the, those are the angels that supposedly interact with uh, humans on a daily basis. And so, surprisingly, some of those angels that she identified are actually identified in the Bible. And some of the way they describe some of these angels are the way Satan kind of, like, one of the angels are supposed to be like angels of light. You know, we know Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. And so, I I say all that to say um, that... And I think you kind of touched on it, Michelle. He does, you know, certain um, angels do have a certain level of authority over certain ones because these demons themselves are teaching it to their followers, mm. right? And right. they're telling right. exactly. this to their, to their right. followers. Right. Um, so those are, those are kind of my thoughts right. on that. A- Anton LaVey mm-hmm. uh, wrote the Satanic Bible. Yeah. Um, there's also like seven tenets of fundament- or fundamental tenets of Satanism. Mm. Um, listen to this though, and, I, and we're getting this deep in some weeds here, but because we're gonna bring you guys out on the other side, because like honestly, <laughs> this is just some information for you. Yeah, because you honestly you have you could, to be able yeah, to hear the wordplay, right? The wordplay, and so listen to this. Number one, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures, in accordance with re- within reason. Within, within reason. reason. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, right, 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 right. Well, I mean, we're opposites, right? There was we're, an we're episode. Here. Yeah, we said be reasonable. Yeah. And that's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about, you know, being opposites, right? Watch this. The struggle for justice. You were talking about this just earlier. Uh, not the struggle, but like, you know, the you know, there's people in charge of us and all that stuff. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. <laughs> okay, yeah, right? One's that. body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone mm. okay so that puts it back on us watch this I'll just <laughs> the last one go find them let's search them the freedoms of others should be should be respected including the freedom to offend to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedom of another is to forgo one's own I mean look we can get deep and twisted it I mean but this twists what God has called us to be mm-hmm. right and when we look out there, I think when we're doing comparisons and we're looking at all this, dude, I love that you you brought up Freemasons. One day we're going to do an episode on that because honestly, it's something that I've been doing a lot of study on. She's done a lot of study on because, again, I'm a military guy and I'm like, how is this working in the world? Yeah. Like, how are they getting into so many places and so many at, at one time? Okay, I'm sorry. Freemasons, every country, every state, everywhere you go, there's a Freemason place. Okay, anyways, yep. I'll leave it right there. But but so here, where am I going with this? Um, and I think it's important to really bring this up now and shift a little bit mm-hmm. because I think we're really getting in this, but we need to get into the encouragement. We, yes. get, we have to get into the understanding. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Mm-hmm. I like that. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's not me. It's not a sword. I'm not picking up nothing. I'm not picking up my gun and shooting nobody. But mighty in God, in God, for pulling down strongholds. In God, pulling down strongholds. Yeah. Um, And this rank structure, you know, I, I, I really believe this, though. If you don't, if you don't break it down and see that this is, you know, that there's something more than just flesh and blood, everyday life, you know, this dude, like I remember one time driving to Virginia, like home to Virginia and this dude in this big truck, you know, I'm trying to make a left turn. I'm not even honking at this, bro. I was just like, Hey, you know, can you pull forward just a little bit, you know, so I can just, you know, just bounce in. And this dude just started ripping me with all the words you could ever think of. And then goes, 
and spits this big old loogie out onto my car. Wow. <laughs> and, and see, what I'm telling y'all, I have, why would I, why? Don't even fight that. Okay, Lord, I pray for this brother. <laughs> yeah. You, you tear down that strong, Amen. look, take, tear down that stronghold that's in his heart. Yeah. Because, man, he needs you. It has nothing to do with, I want to rip you, kill you, beat you, take him out, Lord. He's my enemy. Look, that's another one from the South, too. <laughs> take out all my enemies, Lord. You said in, in yeah. some Old Testament in passage. Psalms. In Psalms. you know, that you're going you're gonna to wreak havoc on my enemy. And I'm like, stop. Just why don't you pray for your enemy and tell, tell the Lord, hey, can you help break down that stronghold in his heart? But anyways, <laughs> but I think if you don't understand this, and I, and I really believe this, if you're and I'm going to use this word, ignorant to this fact that there is something more than flesh and blood, right? You, you just X out the spiritual. You probably aren't winning the battle. Yeah. And I'm going to put that out there. Hey, y'all, write me, challenge me. It's fine. Let's have a conversation. But I'm telling you, we have to understand these two things. You have God, which I love, is ruler over all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he also has an agenda. Mm-hmm. He has a purpose and he's got a direction this has to go. He has to have the, the free will of people to make a decision between one or the other. And sometimes making that decision means you just reject both. Yeah. But but you've, and you've made a decision. But if you don't choose God, then you're never going to find that power to tear down strongholds. Yeah. Man, come on. Um, I know. You uh, said. Hey, challenge you, reach out about it. You know, if you if you don't believe there's a spirit side, you're not winning. The, you're not you're not win, winning the battle. And I would definitely want to co-sign that. And I think this is where you know recently uh, on my platforms we were doing a lot of once saved always saved conversations. <laughs> and so to me, like, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but people who feel like you can lose your salvation in my mind, I'm like then you're saying that the Holy Spirit is not powerful enough. And so I think what Mm -hmm. you said about how if you're not realizing that there's something other than the physical plane, then one, you're not even believing what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit being in you, that's proof that, hey, there's something other than flesh that you're going to need to uh, win this battle, and that's the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, uh, again, I think, and, and, and it circles back to what Michelle was saying earlier, in the beginning of the show, there got some people who don't mention Satan. There's some people who go deep with Satan. And then I feel like I'm somewhere kind of in the middle where it's like Satan can do whatever he want to do because without the Holy Spirit, I'm screwed. And he got right. me. But with right. the Holy Spirit, he can't touch me. Like, with the Holy right. Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Hallelujah. I got the trump card. You know, I got Ooh, the trump right. card. And so that's right. kind of where I'm at to where I'm not too cocky to think, yeah. oh, Satan can't do. Like, for, for example, with Peter, I'll never deny you, Lord. I, like, I'm not that guy because right. I probably will mess up and do something without the Holy Spirit's <laughs> help. Right? Well, he and did. So, Look, he did. That's just my <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't have the spirit. Yeah. 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 At that point yeah. he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's so important. I think it's always, it's always hard. Our show is always about, we'll call stuff out. We'll call a spade a spade, but at the same time, we don't want to tell everybody they got to take the exact same walk. There's one road you can walk and it's the Jesus Christ road. Amen. It's the sealed by the spirit road. However, how you walk that road is going to look very different. And I think that that's something that's important for people to kind of understand. There's a difference. Like when we say there's one way to heaven is Jesus. When we say it'll, you'll, you'll take different paths to get there. It's kind of like there's a lot of little side roads that lead to that main road. But then there's some side roads that don't even touch that road. 
right? And what we're what we're encouraging people here is to build your discernment. And like we talked about when when Luke says it, you're you're going to be like your teacher. So who is your teacher? And the and the longer you pour into the word, I think the three of us have all spent a lot of time in the word talking about the word, you know, and what has changed in us is not of our own effort, our own desire, maybe like I think each of us have had multiple times in our life where we've genuinely wanted God to just change us and get rid of something. But we had but we had to give him that permission to, to, to and, and stop fighting him and trying to keep that thing in us around. And there's still so much left in right, us right. that has work to do. But it, it's it comes down to accepting that. God is who he says he is. There's so many right now. There are so many false prophets, just like it warns of in the end times. So many people who will even claim Christian, but then the things they're saying, they use the same terminology as, as the Bible, but they are redefining everything. And they are adding so many levels of esoteric symbolism and meaning that you could only access if you have Google that there's no way that's the truth because God would not, make the truth only accessible in 2022 and, and say to, yeah. to heck to heck with the 2000 years that didn't have right, access right, to that information. Right. So I think that you can get down some slippery slopes with all of this stuff. But what's important is when it does come your way, because trust when you serve the Lord, even a little bit, it can come your way because that's when you're a threat, when you're complicit, complacent and just sitting there. Right. You're not really a threat to what he's doing, but the second, no matter how imperfect or unsure or scared you are, the second you go out of your way to be like Christ in some way or go share the message, you're like, Lord, it's all you, not me. But the second you go out there and do that, you're going to encounter some stuff. And I can tell you that there are things that being armed with the discernment of the Lord and also just like taking it to him before embracing something, it has changed the way I can discern. And so I think that that is one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest takeaways, because there, there's a book out there for children now. It came out a few years ago. It's um, the Children's Book of Demons. Wow. And it's a like it's a it's an illustrated full color book that takes you through like 20 different demons or 30 different demons. They, they draw these. They're not even cute, but cute versions of demons. Right. Like little illustrations. And on the other page, it explains what the demon's for, what the demon can help you with. And and there's a sigil and a sigil is the, the thing you draw to summon a demon. Now, whether or not those sigils actually line up with the sigils from like the Lesser Key of Solomon and other other books mm-hmm. that people for for centuries have used. And that's how they learn. That's how they come up with these names for demons and all and all whether or not it actually lines up. It's teaching something. And when a Christian looks at that, that's clearly demonic. But when we start going into things that we've already talked about, like the self-love movement that puts it all back to the self, when you're willing to forego and forsake what the Lord has instilled in all people in order to have temporary safety and security and acceptance by society, which we already know is not where our home is, you're, you're falling for a siren song of the devil, just the same. Mm. You said, you said, um, there's one road, one road that's through Jesus. There's one road there, but we may look different on that word road. And I just wanted to piggyback on that. I pulled up, uh, mm. what is it? First Corinthians 12. 
In First Corinthians tells it tells us, for the body does not consist of one member but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body, and then so forth. And so we got to remember, we are a body of Christ, so our walk is definitely going to look different. Um, our calling is going to look different. Um, today, um, we did a food pantry, and I got to, and before we give out the food, we preach, and I got to preach today at the food pantry, and I was... I just figured I want to get them some typical tools that they can help with, which I plan on doing that before we get off here too. Nice. Uh, it's giving people so you know Satan got his ranks and he got demons. So how do we defeat them? So hopefully we can eventually. Oh get no, to, we're gonna make time. Yeah, get time. Oh, well, we got <laughs> but, uh, but I was telling them in Bible study when you talk about um, one of the tips in Bible studies. But what do you observe? So you read the word. What did you observe? And then how do you interpret it? You know that. And then how do you apply it to your life? Simple, basic Bible study. And so I, I use. I don't. I don't have it here, but I use my um, coffee cup as an example on observation. Mm-hmm. on how we can both read the same exact scripture, but based uh, the, based on where the Holy Spirit is working on us at, we may get something mm-hmm. different. Or I may read the scripture today and get something, and then three years from now, I get something different. So, like, for example, if I had up this body armor thing, and you're looking at it from here, and you're observing it, if you had to interpret it or describe this, you'll say, oh, it's an orange and black thing that has the word body armor on it. But then, but from my view, I'm seeing natural and coconut water and all the other kind of stuff. So if I come at you and, I, and I'm saying, well, hey, no, this is how you describe it. And then you're like, no, it's described as body armor. We're both <laughs> telling the truth, right? We're both, right. but it's just based off of where the Holy Spirit is working on us Right. And yes. so I wanted to definitely double back and piggyback on the whole the I, I, different you know, walks, right? And, <laughs> and as you say that, one of the biggest fights from a non-believer's perspective, atheist perspective, or one of their, those groups, is that the Gospels contradict themselves. Mm-hmm. No, it's four different men with four different viewpoints, but they all point to the same thing. To the same thing. And so, and so, and so, yes, look, so why are we as believers doing the same thing that they're using against us for, for our Bible? Yeah. It's just amazing. Go ahead. Yeah. Michelle, yeah. You. You've brought up before, I don't know if you've brought it up on the show, but not everyone listens to every episode about evangelism and borders. That well, on, on, on the cross, cross evangelism, uh, the reason why it's so important, why people sit there and say, why are we still going to other countries and sharing the word of God? Well, they got their own people. Uh, sometimes we don't see our own demons. Mm-hmm. They become so familiar, and that's that's biblical too. You don't become so familiar, you know. But it's like we become familiar with our environments, our culture, our society, our traditions, that we don't see the 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 demonic implications that have been woven into those traditions, society, you know, societies and culture. Um, and so, why is it important? Like, I'll go to Kenya, and I'll see things, and I got Pastor Jackson. Call, call me up now. I love the way he always approaches me too. Us, hey, hey, Shay, and I mean we've been friends for like eight years, right? Yeah. Like, I mean we're tight. And he's like, I hope I don't offend you, and then he tells me something that he's seeing in America, and he's like, it's demonic, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, and sometimes it catches me, and sometimes I'm like, yeah, I agree, but but like sometimes there's there's plenty like, oh uh, yeah, you know yeah. what? You got to think about that. Just like one time I go over there and they're talking about you know oh, like a president's gonna take them to the promised land, or or actually that's not the word they use, but to Canaan. To Canaan. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the promised land. But just to sum it up, but they're marching around. We're going to Canaan. We're going over a man. Yeah. Over, over. And, and I brought this up. I went over there and preached. Like, I, dude, it was so perfectly timed for preaching because, like, it, had, it just happened. And then I was traveling and I ended up going over there. I preached a message into a, a congregation. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, 
who thinks they're going to Canaan because, you know, present whatever's going to win. And they're like, ah, they start cheering because that's the area that they live in. Yeah. I said, you wrong. I said, you wrong. <laughs> no man will take you to Canaan. Mm. Only God. I said, we need to stop putting so much into men. So anyways, that's that's for that. Uh, evangelism. Uh, so borders. That was the borders yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, it was preached to me this way. It was in Bible college this way. Um, borders attract more demonic presence. Think, think about our border. Uh, with Mexico or even Canada, but you know, Mexico is an easier one to describe. A lot of drugs, a lot of prostitution, a lot of child trafficking, a lot of everything. And it's always going through borders and it's always being successful. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of incidences that have happened, and this is from missionary, you know, stories, look them up guys. They're out there finding most of their problems when it comes to crossing a border. You know, it's like that is when they get the most pushback in, in their ministries is border crossing. Yeah. Hmm. It's amazing. So anyways, just some thoughts on that. Yeah, just as a reinforcement, I didn't want us to leave the episode without that just because it shows if those things are operating in such a way that there are territories, there are assignments that are occurring. And then I know you, even in your testimony itself, Rico, you've brought up, you know, things you've witnessed elsewhere yeah. that impacted your faith for better and for worse. So I just wanted to give you a chance to also like weigh in since you've traveled a lot more than me. Yeah. Um, if you've noticed anything kind of along those lines. If you and for the, if you all are listening, you should be like the Bereans and make sure you yes. Uh, yes. fact check what I'm saying because I could yeah, be wrong absolutely. too. But all of in us, Daniel all of us. chapter 10 verses starting at verse 12 there's a angel. So Daniel's praying. The angel, uh, I think he prayed for like 20 some days or something. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it for the sake of time. So please go back and read it. But Daniel 10, chapter 12, the angel was held up bringing uh, uh, bringing the message or answering Daniel's right. prayer uh, until the, uh, so and this goes back to ranking authority too, until the uh, archangel Michael came and helped him. And so this angel was able to go forth. But uh, listen to what he, the reason why he was held up. He says, um, then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. The prince of the kingdom of Persia, the border, that area, mm-hmm. that yep. demon that was over that area withstood me 21 days. But Michael, one of the chief princes, so that go, that, that's where we talk about Michael being, we know he's an archangel, but he's also called the chief, one of the chief princes. So um, like Satan is the prince of the air. But, but the point that I, the reason why I bring this particular passage up is to say that uh, this angel was being held up by an angel that was over that territory. I mean, by a demon that was over that territory, right. by a demon that was over that. Uh, and so he had to bring some backup in in order to get this message through. But from my experience in the military, one of the things I'm most grateful about the military is that I was like I got to see something other than Atlanta, Georgia. I got to understand something right. other than Atlanta, Georgia. And God is the God of the entire world. And so us in America, we can get to a point, especially with the prosperity gospel. If you if you actually listen to the prosperity gospel, what they preach wouldn't be effective in some of these third world countries. Like right. every, if, if if what they preach in these gospels, like if you don't have enough faith, you you know if you believe you will receive and all the other kind of stuff. Some of these people, no matter how hard they believe, they're not going to have potable water. <laughs> like, right. They're not right. going to have right. the houses that we have here. They're not. I was uh, looking at something today that talked about how if you own a car and a house, you are in the top 
15% of the wealthiest people in the world. And so I'll read a Bible verse that say, you know, it's difficult for a rich man to get to heaven. And then us here in America, even if I'm making minimum wage in America, I'm doing better than over half, like what is it, right. 15%, whatever, 100% minus 15% is. I'm doing better than all them if I got a car and I got a house, a, a stable right. place to live. And right. so in, in compared to my brothers and sisters in the third world country, I'm one of the rich people who got to have a hard time getting into heaven, right? right? But right. we can look at ourselves and say, oh, well, I'm not like Bill Gates rich. Bill Gates is the one who going to have a hard time getting, no. Right. <laughs> no. I'm just, you know, compared to right. my brothers overseas. And so I think being in the military and because I haven't done any uh, missionary, I actually, I do feel like God is calling me to that when I get out. But my, if you know anything about me, I, I love America. From, from from me being overseas, I don't really care to like. Man, my, we were actually talking about this today. My my daughter was like, "Dad, why don't you want to live overseas?" I'm like, "Listen, I've been overseas. I, I don't <laughs> just the fact that I got to deal with converting these plugs over without right. oh, blowing all my electronic. Can you imagine what all my <laughs> computer podcasts get with oh, it and be trying to convert it over right. to the different plugs and, and oh. getting the good internet anyway? And, just, yeah. So so but but the thing is is that the fact that I have been overseas and I have saw that I'm able to understand um, different things that's going on in the world. I'm able to understand different cultures. I'm able to I'm able to be like Paul. Where I can be all things to all people. And you know. And then when I'm back here in America and I'm dealing with somebody who's angry uh, because of one of their uh, third world problems, like I'm mad because I don't have good internet, right? First world problem. First world, yeah. So so these are the kind of things where why it's kind of, even if you don't actually go over there and experience it, it, it's to educate yourself on it. Because like the Hebrew, like, and and this is where I'll finish. There's some people who really believe in their hearts that the God that they serve is only going to save them. Like the Hebrew Israelites, for example. And right. like, if you really believe, like, God created the entire world, but his plan for salvation is only for a certain set of people, like, I can't serve that kind of God. Right. One of the reasons why, when I was an atheist and I was studying different religions, the reason why I believe Christianity is true is because it's the one religion that if you serve Jesus, no matter who you are, no matter how mm-hmm. rich, poor, whatever, you can be saved. And like, I cannot serve a God that only saves black people or only say Israel people or whatever. Right. And so, um, I, I, I say all that to say that when you experience other cultures and you, you have a, and then you come back and you're reading your Bible or you come back and you're sharing the gospel mm-hmm. with somebody, you get a better understanding of, of, of the viewpoint from God's viewpoint. And, that, and that's just kind of my opinion on it. Mm. Yeah. No, that's so good. That's good. That's meat. Yeah. That's meat. So did you have anything to close us out before Rico leaves us with these awesome uh, I, I just want to, I want to encourage people. Yeah. Um, we've talked about, we've talked a lot. We, we've said a lot. We've said a lot of things that might be scary or it might, might, for some of y'all might be unbelievable. I, I don't know, whatever your position you take, but at the end of the day, um, in Christianity, we serve Jesus. We believe in Jesus. And when we believe in Jesus, Romans 8, 38 tells us that principalities cannot keep up from God's, keep us from God's love. Ephesians 1, 20 through 21 tells us that Jesus is enthroned in heaven far above all principalities and powers. Colossians 1, 16 tells us that Jesus created principalities and powers. He created it, guys. Colossians 2, 10 tells us that Jesus is head over all principalities and power. Uh, Ephesians 3, 10 through 11 tells us that the church makes known the wisdom of God to principalities and power. First Corinthians 15, 24 tells us that principalities and powers have an end 
Mm. One day their purpose will be filled and God will no longer let them work. Colossians 2.15 tells that Jesus disarmed principalities and powers at the cross. Therefore, guys, our victory is rooted in what Jesus did, what he continues to do, and what he will always do. And that is where our power comes from. Now, I do want to hear... Yes. What Rico told to these these people because I think it's really important that we have a method to yeah. to move forward um, to a method to the madness. But look, be encouraged, y'all. And here, Rico, it's all yours, bro. Yeah. So just to clarify, uh, when I was speaking today, I was telling them practical tips on how to study the Bible. Right. But here, I'm going to give practical tips on how to defeat Satan. Like you know, uh, things okay. that you can kind of take away. So first and foremost, we we hit on it all the time. So and for the sake of time, I'm just going to give you the verses. So pause, take your little notes, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, first and foremost, we talked about it. Ephesians six put on the armor of God and so uh, and, and and there's so many things that can come the belt of truth actually knowing the word the truth the breast the uh, breastplate of righteousness how, how are we righteous in God is our uh, faith in Jesus believing in Jesus right so mm-hmm. have Jesus in your heart right uh, uh, and then so forth I'm not going to go deep into all the uh, armor of God but study that and, 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 and meditate on what that's telling you another practical tip you can do um, is resist the devil resist temptation, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it says uh, in James four, uh, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So that's James four verse seven. Read up on that and study it. If you look at how we, uh, how Jesus defeated Satan, how did he do it? He defeated him with the word. When Je- when Satan uh, tried to uh, tempt Jesus. Jesus uh, uh, gave back what the word said, what God said. And so in Luke 4, verse 13, it says, just to give you more clarity on if you actually resist him, he will flee from you. It says, and when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him into an opportune time. So he's going to come back now. But at the end of the day, when you're struggling with something, and and like for me, it's uh, sweets. And so right now I'm going, and and I'm not (laughs) fasting. So let me make that, I'm not doing a fast, but I am. Not eating sweets right now, but I mean, we. My told my wife where my rice cakes are saved at. All the sweets are in there, so every time I go in to get a plain ugly rice cake, I gotta look at honey buns and popcorns and all the other. But every time I resist to eat that sweet, the easier it gets for me not to want to give in to those sweets. So resist, and that's another practical tip. Watch and pray. Matthew six verse eleven tells us to watch and pray. So the watch piece, just like Michelle said, don't just be like oh I don't got to mention the devil no you better be aware you better be sober minded because he's going to try to attack your mind matter of fact that's one of the most important things in military strategy the mind like if you can attack your enemy's mind if you can uh, kill their will to fight if you can get them propaganda you know you can you can like I'm telling you now we probably better be careful with our social media uh, mm-hmm. because I guarantee you that's going to be a tool used against us in the future in warfare but anyway uh, watch be watchful and be praying uh, James 5 verse 16 says if you're sick confess your sins to one another and pray that you may be healed so that's another tip you can do if you're mm, struggling with something if Satan's coming at you go tell a brother I used to struggle with uh, well not used to I still struggle with lust and looking at women and so I'm going to tell my brothers in Christ so when we out together and they see me looking at a woman they can smack me upside my head and be like <laughs> brother what are you doing get your mind right you know but if I yes. keep that to myself then Satan's right. going to keep on using that against me but 
But if I bring that thing out in the open, I confess yep. it. People can pray for With me. And I have power. That's mm-hmm. another tip you can have, confessing yeah. it to a brother. And then the biggest thing, the biggest thing you can do is accept Jesus Christ. First John 4, verse 4. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he is in the world. When you accept Jesus Christ, he give you the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to help you, going to comfort you, going to teach you, going to empower you, going to sanctify you, going to change you. And Satan ain't going to be able to mess with you because you got the top dog, the trump card. Amen. These are your radical tips to defeat Satan. Amen. That is what I'm talking about. This so you just heard it right there. Fire. You just heard it right there. It isn't that there is no doing on our part, mm-hmm. but our doing is the appropriation and the application of what Jesus did. Come on now. Come on. That You just heard it. I mean, look. Rico didn't sit there and say, like, listen to me. Y'all need to do this, you heathen sinners. He said, smack me in my head. Right. He didn't say, wear, wear, this, wear this protective right, crystal. Right. I love yeah, it. Pray yeah. a I special it. prayer. I no, love it. None I love of it. it. Brother, it has been a pleasure yes. having you on. Man, we're so we're just blessed to even have you as a friend. Yes, oh, no. Nah, yes. Thank you for I, all I the research. It. Anytime I can come and chat yeah. with y'all. Yes. Oh, brother. We're down. We're yes. down. So let everyone know everything's going to be in the show notes, including all the verses that you just mentioned. Shout out to Josiah, who does our show notes. You're awesome, brother. brother. You're about to have to do thousand verses. A lot verses. of work Love this it. time, but bless you. But um, but let everybody know how they can hear more fire from Rico Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh just Google Bless the Money. The name is so weird and unique that you're going to find me. Uh, matter of fact, nobody gets it right. When I be coming on like YouTube and all that kind of stuff, they be like, Bless Timothy? Bless, like, I got I to gotta work on my marketing scheme, but Bless the Money. B-L-E-S-S-E-D-T-I-M-O-N-Y. There's a website, and the website is for Christians to be able to fellowship and, and come together. It's like a Facebook for Christians, so if you if you post on Facebook, you might as well post on Bless the Money. And then on the YouTube, and everything else just type in bless the money it's funny I'm not really a social media guy like I'm, I get too lazy I, I got LinkedIn my LinkedIn is probably two jobs old I keep telling myself <laughs> I need to update it and so it's funny I, I'm, I don't be on there myself and now I'm about right. to go post something because I'm feeling convicted as well me, me, me too <laughs> well you guys heard it here bless the money yes. Rico Lane and his YouTube channel with his show The Cross so Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you have any questions about all this, uh, feel free to ask at thepantrypodcast.com. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to The Pantry Podcast. Subscribe to the show wherever you listen and check out other great shows on the Edify app and Eternity Ready Radio.